0: Change is the one constant in life. It is inevitable and it will happen to all of us at one time or another. Whether we like it or not, people and circumstances will change. We will get sick, loved ones will die, jobs will be lost, couples will grow apart, and children will move out. And when that happens, we are scared and sometimes lost. But here is the good news. Each one of us can write the next chapter of our life. No matter what we face, with the right mindset and unwavering tenacity, we can raise the curtain to a second act. I'm Joan Herman, and through my Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand and Second Acts, it is my mission to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation to write the next part of your story. And what a story it will be. Welcome to 2nd Acts. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for joining us. Most of us live every day overwhelmed and exhausted. We're always on the go trying to balance work, family, friends, and everything in between. Often it feels like our usual methods of coping no longer work. Today's guest David Kuntz says that it's time for something new, stopping. According to David, stopping is a gift to yourself. Knowing when to breathe and regain a clearer vision helps give you a fresh perspective and an inner balance. David has enjoyed several careers, including 19 as a Catholic priest, 20 years in the practice of psychotherapy, and over two decades teaching courses on managing stress and emotional health. He has authored seven books, most recently, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still, When You Have to Keep Going. Welcome, David. Thank you for joining us.
1: Joan, it's great to be with you. Thank you.
0: So, David, what inspired you to do the work that you're doing? How did you learn about stopping?
1: Well, you know, Joan, it was really a very personal thing for me. Uh, I was a priest for many years and uh, going along fine. Everything was very uh, happy. I was a happy person, uh, very fulfilled as a priest. And then all of a sudden the bottom fell out, a huge midlife crisis. So not knowing really what to do. I, I uh, almost, you could almost say accidentally, I did nothing. I went away to the north coast of California and I got permission from my bishop and I, I spent a month in a small cabin on the north coast of California just looking at the ocean. I, I, I really didn't do anything. I took a watercolor class and painted some terrible pictures of the beautiful north coast and, um, did nothing. I looked at the ocean and, uh, just was still. And only later, after I had gone back to my life and realized what happened during that time, did I realize that that was stopping. That my my inner life became available to me when I spent enough time to be quiet, to hear that inner voice that I'm convinced we all have within us, that we're born with. We're born with the wisdom, all the wisdom we need to live the life that we need to live. It's there. It's, it's, it's in our human, our human beingness. But because of the incredible distractions and, and noises and rushes and, and all the things filling our lives with attention-grabbing ideas and moments, we don't hear that voice. And I'm convinced that the only way to hear the voice is to be still, is to be quiet, is to do as much as possible to do nothing. And that's what I call stopping.
0: And, you know, the interesting thing, you're right. When you're quiet, you can hear the wisdom, you can get the guidance. But the problem is that we feel so guilty doing that because we're in this go, go, go mode all the time. When we sit and we're quiet, you know, we think we're doing nothing. But you say that actually doing nothing is doing something. So... You know, you, you just touched upon how we can benefit from that, but can you go a little bit deeper into how that actually makes our life more manageable?
1: Well, uh, uh, yes. And, and one of the things I do with stopping is I divide it into three ways of doing it, which, is, which are based on the amount of time that you give to stopping, into still points, which are very brief moments of doing nothing, stopovers which are a little longer you know an afternoon or a day or two and then what i call grinding halts which are really longer times of stopping which some of us will probably never do in our lifetime and often we do at transitional moments in life a a, a marriage a divorce a change of jobs a moving something like that so um okay why is stopping in in any of those forms effective because it allows us to access our inner wisdom. And uh, as you indicated, one of the challenging things to do is to get people to actually do it because it feels silly. It feels waste of time. It feels like, what am I, why am I doing this? This is crazy. And, and uh, stopping is uh, 100% countercultural. It's not what our culture rewards or encourages nothing even near it in fact it encourages the opposite keep going keep working do as much as you can work overtime and so forth so yes how to deal with the guilt that we feel uh, when we stop remember this is a consummate gift to yourself and to your entire life because if you don't hear that inner wisdom you're, you're going to end up one, one day when you're too old and it's the cold dawn and in the morning and you wake up and realize, oh my gosh, I, I missed it. I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't become what I wanted to become because uh, I, I, I didn't hear that voice. I was doing what the world told me to do. Keep going. Keep doing whatever uh, you know the, the, the popular culture tells you to do. So we have to somehow convince ourselves that that inner wisdom is worth the stillness and and, and just get over the guilt.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm such a type A personality. You could probably hear that in in the way I speak. And I'm always asking questions, but I never Mm -hmm. sit long enough to wait for the answers. And I think so Mm -hmm. many of us do that.
1: Yes, so, so true. Uh, I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, uh, all of human beings' problems can be attributed to the inability, our inability to sit still in a room. And that's so true. When, if you imagine, and, and, and uh, I encourage your, your listeners to just imagine themselves sitting in a room quietly, no distraction, nothing going on. You don't hear anything. You're just quiet in a room alone, safe. And I want you to stay there for an hour and do nothing. And I think most people would say, Boy, that's not, that doesn't sound attractive to me at all. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I, you know, because what happens, what happens is things come up, and we're afraid of that quiet. We're afraid of that aloneness because who knows what's going to come up? Who knows what I'm going to start thinking about? Uh, in my experience as a therapist um, and, and even as a priest, what comes up is, is not nearly as bad as you think it might be. And if it is something serious, well, then you, have, you should face it anyway. Get some help and face it. So one way or another, accessing our inner life, that's, that's my key focus. Access your inner life because there is a, an immense amount of richness and wisdom. All the wisdom you need for your life is there. I'm convinced of that.
0: David, is there a method that we should follow?
1: Well, you know, I, as I as I mentioned earlier, I um, divide uh, stopping into three three ways. The first way, and the really the key the key to to get to, to begin the practice of stopping, is to do still points. What I call still points. A still point. Well, okay. Let's let's begin at the beginning. Let's let me give you a definition of stopping. Okay, okay. stopping is doing nothing as much as possible for a moment or a month in order to wake up and remember who you are. So stopping is doing nothing as much as possible, a short time or a long time for the purpose of the purpose of stopping is to wake up, to be aware of the moment, mindfulness, many people call it, and to remember who you are, really who you are in your deep core and what you want. Because and. If you don't remember those things, then really you're, you're open to a tragic life. You're open to uh, the possibility of living your life according to what the culture tells you to do, which is basically tragic because the culture is not going to tell you to do anything that uh, is anywhere near what your inner wisdom is going to tell you to do. So, okay, how do you get into stopping is with still points. Those brief moments in your day... In which you stop, turn your energy in, say a prayer if you like that, say an affirmation if you like that, or do absolutely nothing. Just be still. Turn your energy in. And then go back to your life. And if you dot your life, your day, with 10, 20, 30, 50 still points, I will guarantee that you'll come to the end of it more relaxed, more integrated, more aware of who you are, more aware of what you want. Than if you didn't. So getting into stopping, do still points, and and the, the the advantage of still points too is is you don't feel guilty about it because you hardly notice it. Uh, people in your life will not notice that you're doing a stopping. I like to encourage people to, for example, go to the bath, go into a bathroom, and if especially if you can lock the door of the bathroom, and just look in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye, then close your eyes. Put a little cool water on your wrists. Breathe, always breathe. That's so basic to any still point. Take a nice deep breath, and remember why you're doing what you're doing, and what you need to do it. And then go back to your life. No one will even notice. In fact, you can do it. Even I do. I used to do it. I used to give uh, uh, seminars in stress management to nurses. And uh, I'm basically an introvert opposite of you, as, as you acknowledge. And um, it, it was uh, that kind of a presentation is very challenging for me. So what I would do during my presentations is do these still points. And no one would even notice that I was doing them because they were just a few seconds. Just take a breath, close my eyes, turn in the other direction, just turn around maybe and start again. No one would even notice that I was doing it. So that, that's the entry into still points, and especially if you're worried about uh, feeling guilty about doing nothing or taking a lot of time. Do a bunch of still points and no one will even notice that you're doing it.
0: David, is the goal to eventually make those still points longer and longer or just those few moments would be enough?
1: Um, good question. Um, the goal is not necessarily to make them longer, but my experience – and what I encourage is that still points actually feel so good that you'll want to do a stopover. You'll want to take that whole morning or that whole day to be still and quiet and just fuss around and do nothing as much as possible. Um, that it'll, 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 the, the motivation is built into the accumulation of still points. So while the goal is not necessarily to do uh, uh, to do longer stoppings but the reality is i believe that 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 often happens
0: the pandemic david has caused a lot of people Mm. to stop their lives whether they like it or not they were brought to a grinding halt do you believe that we may have achieved some of what you teach without even realizing it i think
1: that's a good insight Joan. yes i think that's a very good insight uh we, this has been an enforced grinding halt for many people. One of the things I, I, I want to say about the pandemic, though, is that um, the pandemic has hit different people differently. Uh, I'm 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 now retired and live a very quiet life as an introvert. I'm you know I have a very quiet life at home. So the the pandemic has not affected me nearly as much as it has it affected, for example. The young couple with two jobs and two kids and homeschooling. I mean, that is that's a, that's a grinding halt for them, but they sure don't have a lot of leisure or a lot of time for themselves. So it's a very different experience for different people. Um, for those. That for like myself, that really have a lot of time on their hands that they didn't have. Yes, this is like a grinding halt for them. For others, though, it isn't so much, and so I think they have to also uh, be aware of that and that uh, uh, still do the the still points and the stopovers because their grinding halt is just a huge challenge. I feel I feel so, oh, so deeply for those young people, especially the, the parents and with children at home, homeschooling and all that, that must be an incredible challenge.
0: No, I I agree. Going through what we've been going through, I I say to myself all the time, I'm so happy that my sons are older and that I don't have to have those challenges that so many of these families are facing. And and really, for them, it is so important to take the time and reset, really, to get that wisdom and just breathe. And, and, you know, I, I can't even imagine the overwhelm that they're feeling.
1: I can't either. I agree with you. And the pandemic, I think, in general, is much more challenging and difficult for younger people than it is for older people. And so I just encourage everyone to to do those still points and access that wisdom. And uh, and then I believe because that will feel so good to you and that will have such an effect in your life once you've done it for uh, a few weeks, a few months, a year, uh, then you will You'll just automatically do those stopovers on your own because because you'll like doing them. You won't feel guilty. It'll be it'll feel good. Uh, I always think of the story of the the executive uh, who is uh, climbing the ladder and she's uh, doing all the right things. She's climbing the ladder of success and she's getting promotions, and she's doing very, very well. And when she gets to the top of the ladder, she realizes that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. And that's what stopping can help us avoid, is getting to a point where it it feels like it's too late. It's never too late, but it feels like it's too late, that I've missed what I I didn't want to miss. I've missed the most important things uh, that I wanted to be and do.
0: David, from all your years of counsel, what about our teenagers and even our younger children? Can they Mm. benefit from this practice?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, children are masters of this. You just watch a, 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 a small child playing alone, and, you know, happy as can be, content, making imaginary friends, and playing with this, that, and the other thing, and just happy in their own life, in their own inner life, really, is, which is, is, is what's motivating that. Uh, so they're naturals at it. Uh, teenagers, more difficult. But the important thing here, I think, is for adults to give, give two things to kids. Uh, example is the main thing. Um, uh, and, and in that context, I think of a family I know about who uh, the, the father decided to do a stopover uh, to go away for a day. And the kids said, what do do you mean you're going to go away for it? You know, they were really giving him a a hard time about it. But uh, as, as he did it and as he explained what he was doing and as he came back and so forth, that was an incredible example for those kids because he was taking time for himself to do what he needed to do. So, yeah, one thing is to give them your example and then give them time, give them space we organize our kids so much today. We go to this group and that sport and that after school. And, of course, now it's so different with the pandemic. But in normal times, yeah, give your kids opportunities to just kick back. I can remember as a kid my my mother saying, go outside and play. I, I don't think parents say that to kids these days. Um, uh, because they're worried that they're going to get into trouble, or, and, and, and sometimes it's a, it's a valid worry. I don't, I don't mean to underplay that. But kids don't have that, that uh, quiet time to themselves. So give them opportunities and give them example. If you do, they're great. They're great at it. They, uh, in my experience, they love it.
0: You know, I I so often think to myself, I people that I meet like you and and the information I learn and the lessons that you teach and all the other people that I interview, I didn't learn these things until I was in middle age and then I became a student of the work. And you know, I I see so often there are people my age that have so much that we have to undo about the way we're living our life And, and I really pray and hope that we can give these tools to our children so that they can grow up with a really a stronger inner strength and a wisdom that some of us don't have in middle age
1: yes so true yeah i'm the same as you i came upon this late in life as well uh, or at least in early midlife Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's so true give them the example because that's the powerful thing they, they might not realize it now, but when they get older, they'll say, oh, you know what? My mom did that. My, my father was aware of that reality of life. And that's the most powerful thing you can do. You know, one of the, the, the sayings I, I, I really like is from Milan Kundera, who's a Czech novelist. And he has a saying that says, slowness is to remembering as speed is to forgetting. So if you slow down, you will remember what you need to remember and keep in mind what you need to keep in mind. But if you just keep going, just keep running, you forget. And then tragedies of all tragedies, you forget, but you forgot. So you really don't have anything there to grab onto anymore. It's gone. You've lost it. And the only way I'm convinced to get it back is to just, you know, to put it bluntly, just shut up, just mm-hmm. be still, just be quiet, and that's the hardest thing for us contemporary uh, Western uh, people and Western civilizations to do. It's a very hard thing to do. Our world is just screaming at us all the time and telling us what to do, and advertising is, is encouraging it, and blaring, blaring loudly, and uh, and cleverly, and with with an immense amount of psychological insight as to how to get to our psyches and to our wills, uh, and we just become victims. It's very, very sad to me.
0: The book is The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. If you'd like to learn more about David and his work, you can visit com. David, in about 30 seconds or less, what is the mm-hmm. takeaway? If you could sum it up, what do you want to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh, if if you... If you want to really access your wisdom, your, your unique wisdom, the wisdom that is only you, that only you can give us, that only you are able to put into the world, even if it's If it doesn't seem complicated or challenging or immense, it can be small, it can be delicate, it can be quiet. If you want to access that inner wisdom, then find some way, whether it's stopping or some other way, to be quiet, to be still, to be with yourself, because you are an immense treasure and you have an immense amount of wisdom. And if you're still enough, long enough, you will hear it. And the great thing about stopping is you don't really have to do anything. It happens by itself. It's like a, it's like a computer scanning. And, and it, 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 the, the, the silence and the doing nothing does the work for you. And you might, you might not have some huge insight immediately, but in the long run, you will know and you'll remember what you want and who you are.
0: David thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this important information it has really been a pleasure speaking with you today.
1: Joan thank you I really enjoyed it and I appreciate the time.
0: Thank you for joining us I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude Change Your Life we believe that knowledge is power take what you've learned apply it and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, subscribe to our mailing list, check out our articles, magazine, book club, and be sure to follow us on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.